Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Come on and put your hands together for our senior pastor, Pastor Israel Martinez. Yes, Lord. Come on, give it up for the Lord. He's a good God. How many are blessed tonight? We're feeling the thick presence of the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give him worship one minute. Let's just give him praise and worship. He dwells, he moves, he manifests in the midst of the power of praise and worship. If you can give something to the Lord other than your tithing and offering, it's praise and worship. That moves the throne of God. That provokes healings and miracles. And I don't know about you, but I didn't come to waste my time. I want to see the glory of God. I want to see and feel the presence of God. It's only through the presence of God that we have breakthrough. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have deliverance. It's only through God himself manifested here on earth, God, that we can feel free, free to clap our hands, free to lift up our hands, free to stop the devil under our feet because we're more than conquerors in Jesus' mighty name. Can I get a witness in this house that said, I was born a winner. I was born to be great in the hands of the Lord. He said, I'm more than special. I've been created in the image of Christ. I am who he says I am. I don't care what the devil has tried to label me. I don't care about my past. The God that I serve made me whole, made me new, took away the bondages, broke the chains, changed my name, gave me an identity and a purpose. Come on, somebody. If you've been made new by the blood of Jesus, give him your best praise. Renew by the power of God. Take my mind. Take my heart. Make it new, God. I'm not worthy, but you are worthy. I'm not worthy, but your presence wraps me into your presence, and it makes me worthy to be able to praise and worship your name. If it had not been for God's grace and favor and forgiveness, where would I be? Where would you be if it had not been for Jesus? You may have a seat, but don't sing your praise and worship. He's a good God. He's a great God. He is worthy of our praise. And when you, when you respond to praise, in a setting like this, it provokes God to hear your voice and discern where you are. And the Holy Spirit takes, the, takes and filters your voice. And within your voice, there is the pain. Within your voice, there is the hurt. Within your voice, there is the lack and the need. And then when you praise, it's a, it's a godly filter that begins to, the Holy Spirit begins to hear where you are spiritually although you don't talk about it although you don't say it to anybody although you don't communicate it and you hide behind a wall behind the luggage the holy spirit discerns where you are right now and because when you that's why it's important to praise because it praise and worship because it, within that praise and worship the laws begin to dissect and say right here is the pain right here is the hurt right here is the lack right here is the bondage and he begins to heal and, and manifest himself in ways that the doctor can't do it hallelujah science can do it the world can do it but God that's why God needs you right now if you want a breakthrough if you want healing if you want something to go inside of you and begin to dissect and rip apart and take apart the things that are hurting you the things that are holding you back I don't care what it is if you worship 
something begins to come in and that something is called the Holy Spirit and when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you things begin to turn around things begin to change he gives you insight he gives you favor he makes you the head and not the tail is anybody more than a conqueror in this place that are hearing me today so we all carry stuff and, and we've been preaching this series and I can tell you that this series can go the whole summer but we don't have time because we have set up July to, to be a month of, of revival and breakthrough. And we got some incoming worshipers and, 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 and preachers that are going to turn this city upside down by the, for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I don't know who's ready for what's coming. Hallelujah. But we got a lineup of pre, uh, pastors and preachers that are coming hallelujah, to set the city on fire, on spiritual fire. Come on, for the Holy Ghost to move in a mighty way. Is anybody excited about that? Hallelujah. So we had to cut this series short. But we can go the whole, the whole, the whole year, because as believers and as as human beings, we carry some stuff. We all been there. We all been hurt. There's no one exempt from this. We all got something that we're dealing with. It could be an attitude problem. It could be anything, and we have all types of luggage, and and, and we can just keep going on with this. But I asked the Holy Spirit since I have to close this series. And last week we laughed, we cried, we got up and we clapped and, and, and there was all kinds of emotions because the Holy Spirit touched all different kinds of areas. But I said, Lord, I don't want to focus on different things today. I don't want to hit so many different things. I want one thing. What is it that is hurting the church today? What is it that is hurting us us as believers, as leaders, as human beings um, set apart, called by God? But what is it that we're dealing with? What is the number one thing we're dealing with? And he told me, I'll speak about this. You know, what's in the luggage of many of us today is, hallelujah, unforgiveness. This is the biggest luggage that we're dealing with. The spirit of unforgiveness. We can't forgive. We can't forget. We can't move on. So this is what many of us are carrying. And, and this is crucial and, and, and the most important thing to, to be free of if you are a believer. There's just no way for you to live in the grace of God and in the, in the abundance of God if, you carry, if you're carrying unforgiveness. So if we want to be great in the kingdom, if you want to be active in the kingdom, if you want to do so much things in the kingdom, the Holy Spirit is telling you today that he wants to silence the voice that defeat us and stop us from being, from being what God called us to be. You know, whatever's inside of you that's holding you back of not forgiving, of not moving forward, amen, today we want to crush that spirit. We want to defeat it in the name of Jesus through the blood of Christ because we all are dealing with something but the biggest thing I believe that we deal with is unforgiveness so God is telling me to speak to the church that before you become a preacher before you you play the drums and, and keyboard and, and, and be a musician or a worshiper or a deacon or ushers you gotta first learn how to forgive I don't want you in the altar. I don't want you doing ministry if you can't forgive your brother and sister. Come on, somebody. If you're carrying that weight on you, then hallelujah, then you got to cross to the other side. Hallelujah. And you can't speak to your brother that's sitting across the aisle. Then you have not truly been delivered by the blood of Jesus. And you're carrying this luggage that God wants to set you free today. Come on, today, today. Today you can't walk around no more with that spirit. Today God wants to set you free. Today he wants to make you whole. You know, so thank God for the Holy Spirit and the mercy of God. 
thank God for the mercy of the Lord that endures forever because the lack of, of, of unforgiveness in the church today, the spirit of unforgiveness, thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God for Jesus' mercy over my life. How many know that we someday we got some ex-drug dealers? We got some ex-criminals? We got some ex-hallelujah this and ex-that, hallelujah, that God forgave and set them free, but now they can't forgive nobody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, they come to the cross. Oh, Jesus, have mercy on me, but I can't have mercy on the brother next to me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's speak some truth here. You know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, 13, I need you to follow me today with scriptures because you got to understand that it's not your pastor speaking, it's the Holy Spirit speaking, it's the word of God speaking over your life. We have to, we have to overcome this, we have to rise above this and we have to understand what God is telling us because everything in, in Christianity hinges on forgiveness. Forget, Christianity is forgiveness. Jesus gave his only begotten son to forgive you. And me. The Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God. But thank God Almighty for his forgiveness that we are restored, that we are made new. Hallelujah. So don't come with me with two faces thinking that you all that and holy and bigger than anybody and more spiritual than anybody because we all fall short. Be humble. Come on. Hashtag humble. Hallelujah. If it had not been for who? For Christ. Not for you. For Christ. Where will we be? No one here gave their life for me. No one hung on the cross here for my sins. Jesus did it. And if he, had, he was able to do that for you, but you got to understand this. The Bible says, bear with each other and forgive one another. Bear with each other. That's already hard for many people to do. In the church. Forget about the world. In the church. Bear with each other. There's people that won't even look to the other side right now. Come on. God wants to set you free today. Don't leave this church without mending the broken, without fixing some issues, without repentance, without forgiveness. Come on. I'm talking about somebody. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe, maybe you have not received your total breakthrough. Maybe you haven't received your healing because you don't know how to forgive. So it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So the Lord is saying and demanding, this is not a, this is not, I should. The Lord is demanding that if, just like he forgave you, you better be forgiving. So we're dealing with the biggest issue here. We spoke about it many things, but this is the biggest luggage here because this is holding us back, holding us back from our promise. And this can go back 20 years. Some people say, oh, you don't know what my parents did to me 20 years ago. And they still can't talk to their dad or their mom 20 years ago. So 20 years they're in prison, in captivity, uh, based on an action that all it takes is, I'm sorry. All it takes is a few words, a phone call, and say, you know, I'm going to deliver myself from this bondage. The devil is not the devil. I put myself there because I'm not able to humble myself. Come on, come on. I'm not able to say, you know what? I know they did me wrong, but the blood of Jesus, just like he forgave me when I was wrong, and he didn't look at me like I was, you know, he had mercy on me. I'm going to have mercy on them. We're all the believers, true believers in this house. So it says, remember, remember. So whenever you got a grievance, whenever you have an issue with somebody, remember that the Lord forgave you. This is what the word says. It says, remember what he did for you. You need to do it back. Come on, somebody. 
It is hard because we say, you know, oh, if I if I forgive, if I be the person to initiate forgiveness, it looks like, um, you know, they did nothing wrong. Uh, you know, it looks like they're getting away with it. Who cares? Be free. Come on, who cares? The Lord is telling you, be the bigger person and be free from it. Don't let that person hold you hostage while they are on vacation. They're on vacation. You're suffering because you can't open your mouth and say, forgive me. Come on, somebody. Release them in the name of Jesus. Come on. Let God do justice for you. Let God fight your battles. Let God be the one who shows up and say, you did wrong to my son. You reap what you sow. Come on, somebody. It's not your battle. It's the Lord's battle. But we need to learn how to humble ourselves and forgive because many of us, maybe we're stuck in life and maybe we're stuck in ministry because we just can't forgive somebody that we, we lost track of. And you got to do, you got to be, remember, you got to close your eyes right now and say who, who I need to call, who I need to release, who I need to forgive. I know it could be a cousin, it could be my dad, it could be a, 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 a mom, it could be a co-worker, it could be a manager, somebody, hallelujah, that you are, that the enemy trapped you into the spirit of unforgiveness. And you let it go and you, and you think that, you know, maybe the reason why you don't get the promotion and maybe the reason why you don't get the breakthrough is just because you can't forgive the smallest thing. And then the Bible teaches us one thing and it talks about a parable. And Jesus talks about a parable of this unmerciful servant. And this man, hallelujah, hallelujah, the king calls him to the, to the, to the, to the court and, and tells him, you know, you owe me 10,000 bags of gold. And you owe me 10,000 bags of gold. And, and, and that man fell to the ground. And that servant told the master, have pity on me. You know, have pity on me. I don't have the money. I can't pay you back. This is what the Bible says. And, and, the, and the king saw him cry out and beg for mercy. And the king said, you know what? 10,000 bags of gold. You know what? I'm going to cancel your debt because you cried out for me to have mercy. You begged me to have mercy. And, and the king forgave him of his, of his debt and, and sent him away. As the man was walking away to his home. Home, he finds another servant, his servant, hallelujah, that owed him only a hundred, a hundred silver coins, just a fraction, a small little fraction of what he owed the king. And he got angry and he told the man, you know, uh, you need to pay me now. And that young man said, I can't pay you. And he said, well, I'm putting you in prison and I'm going to whip you until you pay me. And, and, and people heard this and they ran to the king and they said, hey king, that's this guy over there that you forgave. Uh, uh, you forgave from 10,000 bags of gold and now he he's punishing his servant that only owes him a hundred silver pieces and he put him into prison and the king got upset and said what why he couldn't show the mercy that I show him grab call him and bring him to the bring him to me and when he brought him to me this is Jesus speaking a parable and, and, and Jesus says and then the king says you know because you were not able to forgive like I forgave you now I'm going to put you in prison and I'm going to torture you until you pay me what you owe me because you didn't have mercy on this young man that only owe you just a fraction and Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is just like this hallelujah just like what you just heard right now that it, unless you forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart you will not inherit the kingdom of God in other words, hallelujah. So to me, forgiveness, salvation hinges on forgiveness. Jesus says that if you can't manifest forgiveness like he manifests you with your brothers and sisters, don't expect me to forgive you. Wow. So how many did we find in a church just like this? That we were like, you know, Lord, forgive me, Lord. We pray, God, give me a miracle. God, do this. When we know that we won't even do it for our brothers and sisters in the church. 
And Jesus is saying, you're wasting your time until you don't mend and fix what you broke and you don't repair and restore that relationship. Don't expect me to bless you. Oh, hallelujah, we want callings, we want, mini we want ministry, and God said, you got to go back to basics. You got to go to the principle. Number one principle is love. Without love, amen, hallelujah, if you don't have love, you have like a symbol that's making noise. If you don't come and tell me a bunch, a bunch of other things that you know scripture, but you have no love. Don't tell me that you got skills to preach, but you have no love. Don't tell me that you're a good singer, but you have no love. You're a good servant, but you have no love. Everything hinges on love and forgiveness. Come on, if Christ forgave you, you must you must forgive. Hallelujah. We all carry these types of luggage. Everybody sitting here, every one of us sitting here have some type of luggage. Oh, I mean, raise your hand if that's you. I imagine that the pastor is the only one. Come on. Come on, be real. Be real. You know, when you lift up your hands, the Lord is seeing that. You, you're humbling yourself. You say, that's me. We all struggling with something and we submit it to God. He is able to forgive us. He's able to use us with our baggage. Because he found us with this baggage. But what he doesn't want is for you to keep those baggages. He doesn't want you to walk with those baggages. But we all came with them. We all we all have one. But some of them we keep in a, in a locked storage room. Where we can go back and pick them up again. Hallelujah. God said we all came with something. But you got to release all. Come on say release it all. Release them all. Release them all. Release them all. Hallelujah. But I tell you that although you came with it, God still can use you. How many know that all oh, we came with baggage is God used us in the moment that we thought he couldn't use us? Come on. Is anybody know? Come on. How, how many know? Come on, Justin. You didn't think that God was just going to flip the switch and turn you around the next day. Come on, somebody. You, you had doubts in your mind. You said you don't qualify. You don't got the skills. But the Lord came in. The spirit of forgiveness. When you came to the altar, you said, forgive me, Lord. I did you wrong. I messed up my marriage. I messed up my relationship with my kids but forgive me I, I give you this luggage back God I don't want it it's not mine I don't mean to carry this and all of a sudden God turned it around all you have to do is release the luggage say with me release release the biggest one tonight the Bible says love thou neighbor love overcomes all things and that's what the enemy knows and the enemy understands that that, 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 that we, we, we have the tendency in the spirit of not forgiving people of holding bitterness and grudge and anger and, and, and resentment and, and you know what I'm going to prove you wrong God doesn't want you to prove anything you, you're not, you ain't created to prove he's the one who creates he's the one who approves things your job is to be obedient your, your job is to be submissive your job is to be humble your job is to be like Christ. And the reason why you can't be like Christ because you don't look like him because you can't forgive. And that's the number one principle. Forgiveness was everything. Forgiveness is everything. Forgiveness is the gospel. Come on. How can you say you're a believer and you can't forgive when forgiveness is the gospel? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love thou enemy. Come on. Love the enemy. Embrace your enemy. Celebrate your Oh, come on. Hallelujah. How many have the spirit of celebration when they don't deserve it? All we have to do is, is, is release. So we, we say, but we don't qualify, man. We're not able to, you know, God is not able to use me like this. Well, no one was a drunk. 
but he released it. Jacob was a, a liar and a deceiver, but he released that luggage. Joseph had a, fel a felony rape, hallelujah, charge, and, and was in prison, a prison record, but God, the law used him. Come on, is that you? Hallelujah. And Moses had a stuttering problem, but the law used him. He released that luggage. Come on. Gideon was afraid. He had the spirit of fear, but he released that, that luggage. Come on. Samson was a womanizer unto the Lord. God had taught him a lesson, and he released that luggage. Come on. Rahab was a prostitute until the Lord came and, really, and she released that luggage and that spirit. Hallelujah. David had an affair and he was a murderer until the Lord came and he released those luggage. Come on. Elijah was suicidal until the Lord came and released them. Jonah ran from God until the Lord came and released them. Come on. He released that luggage. Job filed for bankruptcy until the Lord delivered him. Come on, somebody. Peter denied Christ. He had a spirit of unbelief. He had a luggage that he had to, you had, had to be proven. And he released that luggage. Martha had a luggage. She worried a lot. How many women worry about everything? Oh my God, I get to get to, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. She had a spirit of worry. Hey man, she was always worried. She was always concerned. She she doubted so much, but she released it. Hallelujah! When the Lord spoke over her life, come on, somebody. Hallelujah! The, the Samaritan woman. She had Hallelujah. How many divorces? She had more than one divorce, but she released those luggage and she became a blessing to her city. Come on, Hallelujah! She released she released that luggage. Poor, she he loved to kill Christians. And he was religious. Come on, there's no religious people in this house. Come on. He wasn't religious. He's not saying, oh, pastor, oh, he would, if, if Paul would have been here, he would have been like, oh, that pastor with sneakers and jeans and, and a t-shirt in a church, in a church, the devil is a liar. He's going to hell. Hallelujah. But how many know that we're not religious here? We are washed by the blood of Jesus and we are free by the blood of Jesus. Amen. This shirt doesn't have anointing. These sneakers doesn't have anointing. My pants doesn't have the anointing. My prayer spirit has the anointing. God over me has the anointing. He said, I've given you power and authority against stronghold. Who am I preaching to in this place? Hallelujah. My watch doesn't have authority. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. So what's your excuse for not releasing your luggage today? What's your excuse for not letting God use you? What's your excuse? Oh, I'm carrying this. Oh, I'm carrying that. So what? Release it tonight. Be free tonight. Let God be God in your life tonight. Enough with the same luggage. Enough with the same baggage. Enough with the same language. It's time for a revival. It's time for change. It's time for the Spirit of the Lord to begin to do the mighty work in your life. It is time. Is anybody ready? Is anybody ready? Is anybody ready for revival? It is time to change your vocabulary. It is time to change your language. Stop the excuses. God is able to use people if they're willing to release. God is able to use you for his purpose if you're willing to humble yourself and say, this is where I'm struggling, God. Stop being prideful. Stop lying to yourself. Let me tell you, if you can't forgive somebody that's sitting next to you right now in the church and you walk to the other door, amen, you have not repented yet. You are a liar. You are lying in the presence of God. 
If you have issues, hallelujah, loving somebody, hallelujah, that's washed with the same blood that you're washed with, that's been forgiven, like you don't got no issues, like you don't got no problems, like you all died in a bag of chips, like you are perfect in the world, in the in, in, in perfect in this world. There's no one perfect. Your pastor ain't perfect. Hallelujah, pastor ain't perfect. Nobody's perfect but Jesus. Amen. That's why we need his mercy. That's why he, we need his forgiveness. That's why we need the blood of Jesus every day, daily. We fall short of the glory of God. But thank God Almighty. Hallelujah. If I humble myself, he is able to forgive me. Don't let the inner, inward, emotional voice stop you from fulfilling the will of God over your life. What is it that's talking to you saying, I can't forgive? You know, Jesus forgave. It doesn't mean that because he forgave, he, he didn't hung on the cross. So just because you forgive doesn't mean the pain is going to go away. Come on. Just because I forgave doesn't mean that I'm going to be all cool and, and I'm good. I, I can move, yeah, I can move forward, but, but the pain was there. Jesus forgave, but he still hung on the cross. He forgave, but the nail was still there. He forgave, but he had the pain when they say crucify him. He forgave still. Amen. I'm not telling you to forgive, to forget what happened. I, I'm just telling you to move forward. I'm telling you to be healed by the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you to be the bigger person, the better person, and say, you know what? We are in it together. Together we are more powerful. Together we are successful. Together we grow the kingdom of God. Because if God did it for you, he'll do it for me. He will have mercy on me. Because if I have mercy on you, he will have mercy on me. So, so the more I pray for you, the more blessing I have. How can I, how can I be an idiot? How can, I be, how can I be ignorant in this area and let the enemy use this weapon to paralyze me from receiving the, 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 the full blessing of God? Man, many of us, but I'm blessed. No, you're partially blessed. You have no idea what forgiveness, the door that forgiveness opens up. You don't know how much your business and your career and, your, and, and, the, and the plans you have submitted to God will grow. Maybe, just maybe, you have not gotten there because you have closed that door of forgiveness. And God saying, make that phone call, send that text tonight. You will see how in my fulfillment, the plans of God over your life. My full plan for you, fulfilled in your, in your life. But just open up. So Matthew 6, 14, 15, Jesus said, if you forgive those who who sin against you or wrong or wrong done to you, your heavenly father will forgive you. If, watch this, this is the part that we have to understand. If you forgive, he forgives. If you forgive, he forgives. It's like you reap what you sow. That preaching that we have, you reap what you sow. You forgive, you get forgiven. You don't forgive, don't, don't pray, stop praying. Stop praying for what you need because you have not forgiven your dad 15 years ago, your mom 10 years ago. Maybe that's what's holding you back, the blessing. I don't know about you, but today I'll be running to my home and I will be making some phone calls on FaceTime and although they're looking at me mean and ugly, I'll be like, you know what? I'm releasing myself today because I want to be blessed and I'm going to just call and say, you know what? I bless you. I forgive you. I don't know why you did what you did to me, but you know what? The blood of Jesus told me, the, the Jesus told me to tell you that you are forgiven and I forgive you as well and I move forward. But if you refuse to forgive, this is what it says. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. So don't tell me that the kingdom of heaven is not hinged, it's not, doesn't hinge on forgiveness. God, Jesus is saying that if, if, but if you don't forgive your father in heaven, salvation, right? 
won't forgive you. So how many know that every day we need forgiveness? Blake, every day, right? Every day. This is your pastor saying, Lord, when I wake up, I'll be like, pastor, I'll be, the pastor be like, forgive me, Lord. Maybe even the things that I don't know that I did, but I did. Even the things that I don't understand that I did, but I did. And I'll be like, Lord, have mercy. Even the things that, the Bible said that Job will pray for just in case his kids and children will sin. He will pray, hallelujah, for have, the Lord have mercy. Just in, I don't know if they're sinning or not, but you know what? I'm sending out some prayers. Lord, forgive them in advance. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Because everything hinges on forgiveness. Amen. So I'm asking God, have mercy on me because I'm not perfect. And I might have said something. Maybe I thought about something and something evil allowed to think about. And that's already that I need the blood of Jesus to forgive me. So I, I, I. I need to be free to be forgiven. I need to be, I can't let somebody dictate my blessing. Because I can't, in other words, how am I explaining? I can't give pastor a power to determine my outcome in the kingdom. So that's why in my marriage, I don't care if I messed up or she messed up. We, we, we're not sleeping without forgiveness. We're not, that's why we got 30 years. Come on, because I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay saying, oh, my bad, my bad. I done you wrong, sister. Oh, maybe I, maybe I know that she did it, but I'm still saying, you know what? I'm not going to fight this battle because it's going to mess up my blessing. So, hey, baby, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's forgive this. Sorry, sorry. Even if she doesn't want it, I said, good luck with that. <laughs> even, if, even if she says, I don't want it, I don't want it. I'm free. I don't know about you. Good luck with that yoke. Come on, hallelujah. I'm free. Or maybe maybe she, maybe it's me that I'm saying I'm not forgiving her. And, I, and she's probably saying good luck with that. But we help each other. We, we man because we understand that blessings hinges on our attitude of forgiveness, of humility, of humbleness, of understanding kingdom. Because Christ, it dealt with so many pains, so many rejections. And he, you, don't hear, you don't hear no outbreak. You don't hear him cursing nobody out. You don't hear him, you, don't, you see him still talking to the same people that said crucify him. That's the love. That's the love of God. Amen. If anybody here truly believe, are truly believers in this place, because if we are truly believers, we have to manifest the spirit of forgiveness, of love, of understanding, of building your... As a matter of fact, the Bible says that your concern should be for your brother more than yours, than to yourself. That you're supposed to be more concerned that you're healthy, that you're blessed, that you feel forgiven, than my own self. Because that's what Jesus did. He didn't come in a stallion, he came in a donkey. He rode on a donkey. He was more concerned of people not looking at him as a king, but looking at him as the savior, as the, as, as the humble savior. Come on, somebody. He was worried about image. He was worried about what you would say, what, how you felt, how you looked, what, your, what was your perception of me. He was concerned that you, were, that you can identify him as the creator. Amen. And only the creator, not a prideful person, not a big throne king, not somebody with power, but somebody with, with, with the, only the power to give life. Amen. To give everlasting life. Ephesians 4.31 says, remove bitterness, abandon bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slanders. Instead, instead, with humility and forgiveness, be kind to each other. Be kind. Is that hard for people to hear in, the, in, in, in believers filled with the presence of God to be kind? Kind. Concerned with your life. Concerned with others. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Look what Mandela said. This great man, Mandela, when he was put in prison, innocently put in prison, 
for many years as he walked out of prison. He had all the right to hate and be bitter and, and, and curse out the people that put him in prison unjust, unjustified. And, but he came out, he understood the power of forgiveness that he said, as I walked out the doors toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'll still be in prison. He was saying that it, it, I, he, he, he didn't want to give those people power Although he was out from the prison, from the bars, and stuff, he, they would still hold him in prison out in the field. He said, no, you know, whoever does not forgive will live in prison. That's why people live in, 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 in a tormented lifestyle. In their home, they have no peace. In, in their workplace, they have no peace because they're always bitter and fighting. Amen. Fights that you shouldn't be fighting. Amen. God wants you to be free tonight. Come on, church. He wants you to be free. He wants you to live. You know, not every time is the devil fighting over you. It's yourself fighting against yourself. It's not the devil. It's you not being obedient to the word of God that's causing that cloud in your workplace, that's causing that bitterness everywhere you go. You can go to another church and you will find it there. You can go wherever you go and you will find it there because it's not the place. Sometimes it's not the people, it's you. He said, Mandela said, forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fear. That is why it is such a powerful weapon. It is so powerful, the power of forgiveness. The power of living free. The power of understanding that I'm not going to live a bitterness life. I'm going to be free by the power of God to do what God called me to do. To do his purpose and his will. Amen. Does anybody in this place want to be free? Just as Christ forgave many, he wants you to forgive as well. You know, this is the, the, the indisputable word of God. You can't fight it. You can't change it. It is the word of God. You might be offended by this, but it is the word of God. Forgiveness has to be separated from emotions. So I don't forgive because I, I, I don't, I'm not led to forgive because I'm emotionally or I don't forgive because of emotion. No, no, no. My emotions will always uh, uh, um, reject, will always reject or always will stop forgiveness. Emotions will always tell you don't forgive. That's why you got to disconnect emotion. This, this is not because I, I was led by emotions to do this. No, I was led by the spirit of God to do it. I was led by the will of God, not by my emotions. Because the word of God tells me, although my emotions are telling me not to do it, I have to do it because the word says I need to do it. Come on, because I'm a believer transformed by the word of God. I'm no longer that old man, that bitterness, that, that you know, you do it to me, I do it to you. That, that, that ghetto fighting spirit from the world. No, I've been free by the Lord. So forgiveness is an act of will. I decided, a, a choice, a decision. I'm going to end this. I'm going to stop the authority that the devil has over my life because I open up that window. Come on. When you don't forgive, you give authority to Satan and, up, and, and access to come into your life and dictate your peace. Oh, nobody prayed, God. When you don't forgive, you give authority to demons to come and torment you and rob you of your peace and bring chaotic situations in your home and your family. And hallelujah, you don't have the peace of God. You need to close those windows today. You need to close those doors. Who am I preaching to today? You need to close those doors and release those luggage. Hallelujah. And let the spirit of God reign in your home. 
Because forgiveness works in all the areas of our lives, in our physical health, and in our deepest spiritual hallelujah, areas of our life. Everything is affected by unforgiveness. Everything. The boo, vacation. Everything. You can't sleep. Maybe you're taking those pills. It's not the pills you need to take. It's just you got to make that phone call and forgive. What's that? What's that pill that everybody like? Wow. It was echoing all over. The, even the children said, Mommy gets me Anatolian. Hallelujah. Even the babies were like, Mom, that's what Mommy gets me. Hallelujah. glory. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I, now I know what other luggage we got to talk about right now. You don't need that pill. You need the Holy Spirit. You don't need that pill anymore. You need to be filled by the power of God. Come on, be free. Be free. Be free. That's, a, that's called addiction. Wow, man. I was like, I haven't received a response of worship like that in a long time. I wish the response of worship and praise would be just like that, like that pill you just mentioned right now. Come on. I need somebody to flip this today and give God a praise. Just like you shouted out that, that pill. The... You guys need some total forgiveness. You can't have half forgiveness, partial forgiveness. I'm closing. We need some total forgiveness. Like I said, if you still can't sit alongside somebody or talk to them, honestly talk and love them, you have not forgiven yet. You truly have not forgiven that person. And you are not free yet. You're still in bondage. Forgiveness is not total forgiveness until you bless and pray over your enemy. So forgiveness is not total forgiveness until you are praying, Lord, bless that brother. They just did me wrong, done me wrong. Come on, who can swallow that right now? Who can, who can, who can say, who can rise above that and say, you know what? It's not easy, but the Spirit of God give you the strength to do so. Because people really hurt you bad. I've been hurt as a pastor. I remember preaching one sermon and right after the service I was told all kinds of stuff. But I forgave. And, and I forgave right there and then. I didn't wait the next day. You know what I told that person? I don't believe everything that's coming out of your mouth is not coming from you. It's coming from the devil. And I forgive you because it's not you. Right there and then I said, I forgive you. But you're not going to trap me into this bitterness and anger and like say, oh, why? He just said this about me. He just told me that in my face. No, I'm not going home with that, brother. Good luck with that. I am free and I'm going to set myself free right here. I'm going home and watching my Netflix. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be at peace. I, you're not going to ruin my vacation. Devil, you're a liar. I got you. Come on. You got to have your spiritual antenna. Oh, this is a trap. The devil's a liar. Oh, I forgive you, brother. What? You're not supposed to forgive me. That's right. I got you. I forgive you in the name of Jesus. You thought you had me? Hallelujah. No. Oh, I'm better than that. You got to be smart because that's what the devil's using, that trap of everybody's going to hurt you. I might hurt you. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And this, this, is, this is what Peter, this is the lesson that Jesus gave Peter. Jesus, in Matthew 18, 21, Jesus, Peter asked, Simon Peter asked Jesus, how many times I got to forgive? He had an issue because he know he was like very like like an angry elf, and he was always kind of like always mean and angry and, and self righteous. And he's like, I must have offended so many people. How many people? How many times I gotta forgive people? He actually asked Jesus, Yo, come here, brother. Yo, son. Yo, listen. 
not like this is like Blake because Blake always says, Blake, not, I'm not throwing you out there, but Blake always like, Pastor, Pastor, you know, I got a question. Right? You're, right? Right? It's true, right? We, we, we're here, you know, I'm not throwing you a blast, but it's the truth. He's like, yeah, we got a, I got a question. So, how do you handle this? Um, so he said, Peter, um, um, I got a lot of people I've, I, I messed up, and I got a lot of people that I messed up. You know, how many times I got to forgive? Do I need to forgive them just seven times? And Jesus said, I ain't going to say seven times. Seventy times seven, brother. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. This is long term. You got to do it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All the time they mess you up, all the time you forgive again. Come on, somebody. That's the gospel. Amen. Because it might be you today, me tomorrow. We got to forgive each other and work together. We got to stop the leakage. We got to stop where the enemy is entering because this church is going to a new level, new dimension. And we can't give an opportunity for the devil to come in and divide us and separate us. We got to unify. Anytime the enemy come with that luggage, we say, no, no, no. I have learned how to forgive even the worst of my enemies. Devil, you're a liar. Come on, brother. Hug me. That's okay. We all make mistakes. Let's move on. I don't got to gospel about it. I don't got to call nobody. I don't got to tell nobody. We end it right here. We bond right here. We restore right here. And we move forward right here in the name of Jesus that's what the Lord is looking for can I get somebody to come into agreement with me tonight hallelujah 70 times 7 brother Joseph forgave his brother who sold him King David forgave Saul who was trying to kill him Jesus forgave the woman that he caught in adultery Jesus forgave those who heard him stand to your feet with me today so if the Lord, you have been forgiven of all your debts of sin and you have been welcomed to the kingdom of God, you have no right to hold on other sins, other sins of other people. You have no right to hold other sins over them, other people's sins over them. You have no right because you were there too. Matthew 6.15, but if you forgive but if you forgive not man their sins, your father won't forgive your sins. There's a there's a um, there's a a past uh, uh, an evangelist, a powerful evangelist, a Latin evangelist who passed away a couple of years back. He actually stood at my dad's house many times. This is his his name was slow down the images. His name was Gigi Avila, Puerto Rican. He is. He is considered as, or he was seen as the Latin Billy Graham. Worldwide, many miracles and wonders and powerful. And he had a situation where they, the, his son-in-law killed his daughter. This is the report here. And it, also his daughter, one of his daughters died in a car accident right after that. But what, what propelled his ministry even greater than all the millions of people that he reached was that act that he went to the prison and he forgave his son-in-law of the crime he did against his daughter. And this is him on the funeral, crying his heart out. And, but one thing he did, he didn't let the enemy trap him on unforgiveness. He said, my ministry after all these years, saving souls and forgiving people of their sins and, and preaching the gospel of love and not operating that love, I'm not going to give a window of opportunity for the enemy to stop, my, stop me right here. So he had the boldness to win 
the fight of love. Come on, somebody. He said, I'm going to win. Amen. Until the Lord takes me, I'm going to win. Amen. How, I don't know how many here have lost or that situation has happened to them. Where someone came and killed your daughter, your son. God forbid. Pray that never happens. No one, no one has gone through something so big. Our biggest issues, someone spoke to me wrong. They, they, they look at me different or somebody gossip. Little stuff. If this man of God, because we talk about Jesus and we talk about the prophets. And we all say, oh, but that's Jesus. And, and he can do it, but I, I'm not Jesus. And I'm not, but this is a, a man just like all of us who saw purpose who understood his purpose. He understood where the enemy might try, try to come in. He did everything right by the book. And one thing the enemy said, let me get him right here with unforgiveness. I'm sure that taking his daughter and possessing his son-in-law, he's not going to forgive me. And I got him. And I will bring this ministry down. And he prayed to the Lord and the Lord said, don't let him, don't let him win. You're better. Go out there and win the battle of love. Go and teach them and show them that you truly have Jesus in your heart and forgive. So today we cannot leave this room, this sanctuary. Now close your eyes for one minute and begin to, to search in your database, in your heart. Your heart that, that is, a, is a vault that has all those hurts and pains and you, it, you think you moved on, but you did not move on. You think you released, but you didn't release because you're still, you're still thinking about it. When, when you have to talk about something, oh, I remember when so-and-so did this to me, you have not been healed. And you're carrying that. Tonight, this whole sermon series was to end tonight with the power of the love of Jesus and forgiveness. God wants to set you free so you can get to your destination. Maybe you have not reached that purpose because of this lack of forgiveness so search is it with your husband is it with a relationship is it with a job person in your job is it with mom daddy is it, did it happen 20 years ago 15 years ago and you're still talking about it you still hurt what if what what if what if you release it to, what what don't you release it tonight here in the altar and say lord this luggage no longer belongs to me i give it to you heal allow me to to do righteous to be righteous before your eyes. Allow me to reach out to these people and release myself from this burden and release myself from these yokes and these chains. Is that you tonight? I wonder who's bold enough to say that's me and come to the altar and say, you know what? There's um, still some stuff that I haven't dealt with. Although I'm a believer, although I come to church, although I'm in ministry, I'm still struggling with this area. Come on, if that's you, that, that be real with the Lord. He knows already. He knows, and he's willing to give you all the desires of your heart until when you release that, until you don't release that, you're not going to get to where you need to get to. I don't know about you, but I'll be running to the altar because I know who, who offended me that I have not asked for forgiveness. Or maybe, maybe it's vice versa. They hurt you and you didn't hurt them, but it doesn't matter. Out of you. Who wants to be free? The person that who, who wants to be free is the one that says, me, God. That's me. Come on, I got one minute. I know God spoke to somebody in this place. Who's willing to say, that's me? God bless you, brother. Amen. All the way from Orlando. And he's willing to say, that's me. We got deliverance. It's going to occur right here. That's you. God bless you, brother.
for being bold. That's that's right. God bless you. Who else is saying that's me? We're going to pray for deliverance right here. Come on, who else? Who else? Come on, tonight is the night for forgiveness. Don't let nobody hold you captive. Don't let nobody set you back. Don't let nobody steal your purpose, your destiny.